He'll make it all right. God is able. God is able. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. He'll supply. He'll supply. Whatever is broken. Whatever is broken. He can fix it. He can fix it. No need to worry. No need to worry. He's alive. Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast of A Few Minutes with Pastor Mac. We hope God is blessing you thus far on this Sunday morning. And we hope God's power, favor, and strength be upon you for this new week that is upon us. If you can't make service, don't forget uh, we have a Givelify app that you can give your donations and first fruits and uh, grace givings uh, through our app. And um, if you can't make it to service, so don't forget about that. We always want to make sure we give opportunity to uh, sow seeds into God's ministry. And if you can't make it again, our website as well, uh, give website and on our app, uh, Givelify. Shall we pray? Dear Father, we thank you for another chance to come in your presence and uh, hear your word, oh God. We ask you to bless your word. Let everyone under the sound of my voice or receive a message for them in the present time situation and need a helpful word lord that will give inspiration and power and encouragement to help us be the best we can be for the kingdom now lord may let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight oh my savior my redeemer in jesus the christ's name we pray amen in the book of luke the gospel recorded by dr luke first chapter the 28th verse we're going to begin a new series um, today this week this morning uh, series title because God knows because God knows it's a series title but today chapter 1 of Luke verse 28 would be where we read I'll be reading the CSB translation whatever translation you have we do ask you to follow along and the word says this Luke writes and the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. That would be all we need uh, to read. The grass withers and the flower fades away, but the word of our God shall stand for ever. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. I just want to tag this text, this first sermon in this series, because God knows when to show up. Because God knows when to show up. Suppose a person went to their boss and said, Boss, I know I've been doing a sloppy job. But the reason I've been doing a sloppy job is because you haven't given me a promotion. If you were would promote me, I wouldn't do a sloppy job. So I tell you what. This is what you do, Mr. Boss. You give me that promotion, and then you'll see how I can really work. Not only would that person not receive a promotion, they will be going job hunting. Why? Because that's not how it works. Christians many times want to give God slop and ask God for blessings. It doesn't work that way. God wants faithful people. 
people he can count on. And in the text this morning, God had a pretty good idea that he could count on Mary. Mary had been practicing her faith and Mary, even better than that, had been faithful. And if I may put a parenthetical pause right there, that's the problem with some of our interpretation of what God should be doing is that we haven't been faithful to God, but we do expect God to be faithful to us. Yes, Mary had been faithful and diligent on the eve of getting married, engaged to a young man named Joseph. Yes, Mary had been practicing what she needed to do in order to be blessed by God. So as my title says, when God shows up and he knows when to show up, you are not scrambling and you are not trying to find something to hang on to because you've been doing what you're supposed to do before God blesses you. Uh, well, let's dig in real quick. I'll be out your head. Give me, 15 minutes of your time for this podcast and I'll be out your head. Let's look at some things real quick that just highlight what Mary uh, was accepting in her life for God to choose her. Well, let's see. God is at work in our lives. And how does he get the work in our lives? He convicts us. He puts desire. Well, that let's look at that conviction. Convicts us over a lack of what we're supposed to be doing in order to give him proper adoration and praise. Some of us lack our Bible reading time. We and he convicts that. Why he'll tell you you'll feel something in pity of I did not read my Bible this week, today, or whatever the time frame was. I did not pray as I should have. But he's convicting us. That's how he works in our lives. And then on that conviction, he puts a desire for God in us so that there's a desire to please him. And those things that he convicts us is what is pleasing to him. So there is a desire to do that, what is pleasing? I preach, Pastor Mac. I'm going to repeat, re press play, rewind, press play. Let me say that again. He puts the desire in us, and the desire for us is to please him. And those things that please him are reading our Bible, praying, and don't let me go on going to church. Because before this pandemic, some of us were not attending church anyway. Yeah. So that's how he works. God works in our lives. And if we want, when God knows when to show up in our life, we have had to put some things there for God to have access to, to help us in whatever we are in. Well, he works through the church. The solid advice you get from fellow Christians and spiritual leaders in order to see God continuing to work in your life, you go to church, study the word, pray, actively look for what God is saying to you. 
That's what the importance of church is. Yes, you could stay home and watch it on the internet, watch it on your TV, on your phone. But it's something about going to church and fellowship. And that's why he said, forsake not the assembly of your brothers and your sisters, your fellow Christians. Because I pointed out this last week in my sermon that sometimes you need encouragement from what your other brothers and sisters in the faith have gone through. And it helps you to be encouraged to say, I can go another father because somebody else has already been through what I'm going through. So since they share, now I'm encouraged to keep on going. Preach, Pastor Mac, I'm doing the best I can. And if you get encouragement, you don't know why you may end up on the other side of your situation. Ah, that felt, that felt good, right? So he works through the church. Convicts you when you don't go enough. He works through the church. He puts that desire in us so that we may please him in everything that we do. Yeah, we have to have these things. You know, and then he works through others. Others, he uses other people in our lives to accomplish his will. He often uses family and friends to help guide us and strengthen us and encourage us. If you had a family member or friend offer help to you financially, when you really need it, taking care of you when you really needed it, or giving you food or clothing when you need God was using that person to reach you. So God is always ever present. He's working in our life. So he works in our life. Mary knew God works in our life. I do ask you to read that entire chapter. When you get a chance to tell you that the angel Gabriel came to Mary, told her the news, gave her the word of God so that she might be ready to do as God needed her to do. But she didn't get that way after the word. She was already there when God showed up. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good word there. She wasn't there. Uh, She was not there after the word. She was already working. (laughs) She had been convicted and she had a desire and she was working toward building her relationship with God. Uh, Brothers and sisters, so, 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 so she was already there. Then secondly, God is in control of our lives. Now God is He's working in our lives and he control our lives. One thing he does, he provides. He provides even in the midst of extraordinarily difficult circumstances. And he generally does so in ways that never would have, we would never would have expected. Sometimes he takes us through a path of loss only to bring us into a pasture, a pasture of abundance. God gives and he takes away. But I have always found that he ends up giving me more. Somebody can attest to this than he has taken. 
And most of the time, he would not have been able to bless me if he had not first taken away those things I thought I needed at that time. Oh, God, preach, Pastor Mac. I'm doing the best I can. Let me say that again. He would have not been able to bless me if he had not first taken away some things I thought I needed at that time. Oh, isn't that funny how God works that way? We sit here wondering why he had blessed us, but we had to let go of some stuff so he can bless us with some new stuff. We holding on to some things that God needs to get rid. We need to get rid of in order so when God shows up with the new stuff, <laughs> yeah, 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 you got hands that you can take the new stuff in and let go of the old stuff. Then he changes hearts in order to accomplish his will in our life. Matter of fact, the scripture Proverbs 21 says the heart is in the hand of the Lord. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord like the rivers of water. He turns it wherever he wishes. He uses people. Changes their hearts to accomplish his will in our life. Yeah, you may have a no at first, but God goes and changes the heart and you get a phone call. So wait a minute. Well, on second thought, we've had a change of heart. <laughs> he uses that in order to bless us, in order to keep us, in order to make us uh, new. So he changes hearts to work for his will and way. Then he protects. There have been times in my life when I felt like I was experiencing a setback, but after allowing time to sort things out, I was able to see that God was actually taking me out of the way of greater harm that could have befallen me. He was truly protecting me. This is how he works in our life. Then he empowers. He gives me the ability through challenging events in a way that I never could have experienced otherwise. And he strengthens us. He uses adversity to make us stronger and he gives us purpose and direction by pointing us in a certain path in the midst of hardship. Those are the ways he works in our in and out of our lives. So when God shows up, he knows what he's looking for in the person he is looking at. <laughs> and that's what we should be having when we, before he even shows up, we should already have these qualities. And Mary possessed these things before Gabriel gave her the word of God. Then, then, then lastly, we can see God is a, is demanding our obedience. And, and for that, I like to, Jump down to verse 38. This is what Mary's response after she and Gabriel had gone through some of the back and forth. And she never questioned it. She just wondered how could it be because she was a virgin. But, but, but lastly, we look at God is demanding our obedience. She, she gave a bit. Look what she said in 38. She said, see, I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it happen to me. As you have said. <laughs> yeah. May it happen to me. As you have said. Oh, 
brothers and sisters, that showing when God knows because God knows when to show up. There must be some obedience on our part because not only does he knows how to work in our lives and control our lives, but he demands obedience in our life. Obeying God in small matters is essential in receiving God's greatest blessings. Somebody out there under the sound of my voice know what I'm talking about, that when you obeyed God, he was able to turn your thing around. And often God's greatest blessings come as a result of willingness to do something that appears very insignificant. Sometimes we get caught up with the small stuff. We think it's small, but anything that God commands us to do, there should be a yes on the other end of the sentence. Because when you look back over your life, can you see that there's anything that you have rationalized by saying it's too difficult or I don't want to or I have to pray about it first. But some things you don't need to pray about <laughs> because God has already ordered it so. And that's just a way for us sometimes to say no because we're going to take a while to pray. <laughs> But also, your obedience benefits others. Just like when a parent obeys the Lord, the entire family reaps the benefits and the rewards of being obedient. Likewise, a child's obedience will bless his or her parents. Because when we obey God, we will never be disappointed because Luke 11, 18, 11, 28, I'm sorry, says that blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. So what does it matter if things look rough? What does it matter if things look tough? Because as long as we obey God, he will make everything all right. And I know what I'm talking about because in his word in Romans 8.28 said we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And before Mary knew it, she was already called according to God's purpose. What purpose are you in? Because when God shows up, because he knows when to show up, what do you have that he can use in your life? He convicts us to read our word and to pray and go to church. Have you been doing those things? He controls our lives. He protects and guides us. 
He keeps us from harm's way. Have you thanked God for that? But in the midst of all of that, he demands our obedience because he needs to know that you heard his word. He needs to know that you trust his word. He needs to know that you can stand on his promises because in his word, he said, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And I thank God. Yeah, he made a way. I thank God that he brought us out. I thank God that he keeping his hands on us during a pandemic. I thank God that he keeps on blessing me over and over and over over again. He keeps on doing it despite our disobedience. He keeps on doing it despite our hard-headedness. He keeps on doing it even though we don't say thank you enough. He keeps on doing it even though we say praise him not enough. He keeps on working it out for our good and his glory. Say yes. Invitation is extended now. If you don't know Jesus in the pardon of your sins, if you would like to get to know him better, uh, and get saved, allow him to come into your life, simply say this prayer. Jesus, I need you in my life. I believe you died and rose again on the third day. I trust you to control my life and to enhance my future. If you said that prayer, uh, it's as simple as ABC, accept believe and commit if you did that we would love to hear from you you may contact us through our email get praise on at house of pp.org or you may go simply to our website www.houseofpraisepp.org contact us and someone from our discipleship team i will get back with you with other information you need in order to begin this new life in christ we love you to life. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. We hope something was said will be a blessing for you and be a blessing for you this week. Uh, we know that we are still in the hands of God and we will trust him to keep and deliver us. Bless you. God bless you. County line. We love you to life and you can't do anything about it. Look forward to next week. The Lord says the same. We hope that you are praying and reading your word and staying true and standing on the promises of the Lord. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Pastor Mac out. I need to hear you say. Uh, I made it out.